Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Welcome to the 23rd episode of, oh, I forgot the name of this. It's called the 5-Minute Warning. The 5-Minute Warning. With Ruben Brown. And AG. And me. Yes. Hey, y'all. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? You know, I really... I forgot the name of the show. How do you forget the name of your own Be- show? Because, man. It's because had, I had you riled up before we hit You didn't record. have me riled up. You had me in a different spot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me explain what was going on. So, okay. of course, we're talking about, we're doing some show notes. And before we go on the air, we always have conversation. You know, it's kind of part of it's to just, you know, shoot the stuff. Another part is kind of get ready to be talking on air and things of that such. And we're talking about the fact, whereas... I hated Western civilization in college. I got like a D in it. It was an eight o'clock class. And I'm not about that life because, yeah, I just can't do it. Getting up in the morning early is terrible. I learned that at a young age. And that, you know, that didn't help me because my last job during the summer, I got up, had to be at work at seven. And so I was just advising me this story about, how somebody um, came to me and was like, you know, you're here at seven, you, you get here early, you stay late. How do you do it? And I was like, one, I don't have choices because it's my job. And then two, I don't have choices because that's my job. And then it's like, well, how are you so perky in the morning? And I was like, look, first of all, <laughs> I ain't about that life. It's called a facade. There's just times you just got to you got to be who you need to be so everybody who looks at you realizes, hey, you know, if he's excited for the day, maybe I should too. True. But deep inside, I wish I was back in bed. And that's just what it was. But it's my job. Do I? Am I a morning person? No. Not even close. Never in life have I been a morning person. Well, I'm not a morning person either, but. But what? There's nothing, I mean, my day starts roughly, now it starts around 8. I get up around 8 o'clock every day, I'm forced to, you know, my body's like, you're getting up at 8 o'clock, whether I have to work or not, so that kind of sucks. It does. But, if not, I'd be late every day, and I can't be doing that. Well, since I'm not actually going to work, but I'm doing work here. That's a whole nother segment, that's a, that's a whole different day. We need to get into that. Maybe one day. Because Ruben hasn't left the house to go to work in a minute. I get to go to work every day. We'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little later. So, 
I mean, am I a morning person? Definitely not. Um, coffee. I don't do coffee. It's disgusting. If you got to put half coffee, half milk, and a whole bunch of other stuff in, you're not drinking coffee. You're drinking milk or whatever else you put in it. That doesn't make sense to me. Coffee Ooh, by uh, itself mm. is disgusting. Wow. Bulo's going to have a fit. I mean, this. she gonna have to, you know who else going to have a fit? Who's that? Like a whole bunch of people who listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> because I think coffee's disgusting. Now, really? I can't. It's what? Look, man. <laughs> if, if you go hit me off with some French vanilla coffee, then you're doing too much. You got to do all that to make it taste good. Why are you drinking it? Because that's what people do. It tastes good to me. You can drink tea. You can drink milk. Well, tea has sugar or honey in it. I mean, or you know what? How about water? Water. Oh, yeah. war's no. boring. No, can't do that. Or Rolling can, my eyes, y'all. Rolling my eyes. I mean, or you can do, you know, put water with a, a meal sprit in it. You know, to make oh, it change what? color. I think the meals you spray, oh, you put the, it in there. okay. They're expensive, by the way. Hey, man, I understand coffee's cheap, but coffee ain't cheap. Coffee's disgusting. I pay six dollars a cup for Bula. My dad drinks coffee. What? <laughs> that you just that just hit you, <laughs> man. First of all, Starbucks is making a killing, man. I six dollars and fifty eight cent for venti. Was it uh, caramel macchiato? Or whatever. How much is that? Is actually coffee? Mm, I not a lot. Probably less than fifty percent. Probably, but it, it makes her happy. Some, you know what you can do? What? Get yourself some chocolate milk. Okay. Get yourself the um, the spray. What's that stuff called? The the spray whipped cream. Okay. And get like a thing of vanilla that you can do. You know, put all over it. Yes. There you go. You know, I'm trying to stay married. Never going to do that. I'm just saying. You're I'm just not saying. saying you should do that. I'm just saying. That's kind of what you're doing. $6 for a coffee. That's the real crack, y'all. That is the real crack. You're not wrong. The legalized crack. You're not wrong. But I'm going to do it again. Probably do it again tomorrow. I mean, because you know what? If they can figure out a way to legalize crack and drink. Oh, wait a minute. They have. It's called Four loco. <laughs> I mean, I hear that stuff gets you going. Man, I'm about why, to put that in my body. What in the world? What did you think? And I mean, <laughs> what in the world? Between that and Red Bull <laughs> and all that, it monster energy drink. That stuff causes heart attacks and stuff. It does, but coffee is just, <sighs> coffee is disgusting. But you're putting it in a category with stuff that is actually causing people issues. Coffee is not that. I just don't understand why you drink something that tastes bad. But it doesn't taste bad. Well, yeah, if you put everything else in it. Even even if you drink it black, it's not so bad. What's the taste? See, you said so bad. So there is a it, part of it that is bad. It is. That it tastes like something it, you, you burnt. It's, no, but it is harsh. I mean, ex, explain to me harsh. Explain to the listener. Like, what does it taste like? Does it taste like charcoal? I mean. No, you're asking the wrong type of question because you don't like coffee. Okay. It does have a harsh taste, and the stuff you're talking about that people put in it takes the edge off, but you still get that coffee taste, along with your French vanilla or your macchiato or your you like caramel coffee ice cream? or whatever. Actually, it's so funny because I drank cold coffee one time when I was a kid. He, he almost threw up in his mouth, folks. When I was a kid, and I was like, eh, it's cold. I threw it away. Now it's a thing. Now you're drinking iced coffee. Uh, no, I don't. But I have had it, and it's not so bad, but it's 
that's part of the marketing brainwashing part. Because essentially, if I had cold cup of coffee at home, I'd throw it in the sink. I think coffee should be thrown in the sink anyway. No, coffee should not be thrown in the sink. But I'll say this: it's to each his own. It is. That don't make it. That don't mean it tastes good though. Wait a minute! You can't say both of those things at once. To each his own. Look, that, first of all, it's my show. I can do it. I won't. And why do you all, pull that card out anytime you get it's ready? An awesome card to pull. And it's true. That's like the black card. And I'm not talking about American Express and Tyrion either. I'm I mean, talking about the black card. Hey, sometimes you got to remind. Oh my goodness! No, you don't. <laughs> You don't have to remind. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are thinking this is so funny because you are just all up in my shirt right now. What I'm telling you is if you say to each his own. I understand what I'm saying. Do you really I understand? I really do. It? But you said it anyway. I mean. It, never mind. I forgot I supposed, who I was talking I, to. Yeah, I was going to say, am I, I supposed to not say it? Never mind. My bad. I won't say it anymore. Psych. <laughs> wow Aunt Shirley Come get your boy I mean you know Mom don't listen She doesn't? No Why? Well Partially because I haven't told her Actually I she, thought when she called The other well, day Well she knows that We do the podcast But Unless somebody has showed her I don't think she knows How to access it Okay that makes more sense Cause I would I couldn't imagine her Not listening If she knew you were doing this <laughs> And I've thought about that too. It's like, would I change anything if my parents were listening? No, because there's not a lot of there's no profane language or like nastiness yeah, well, on it. It's not about that, but I say some things this podcast that they necessarily don't really know. I mean, but what about it? What I mean, about I, it is out of the way? I, I don't say I don't think it's out of the way. It's I think it I just think it's because I don't talk around my parents this way. No kid does. That's not true. I know some kids who do. Really? Well, people who do. Yeah, I would never talk to my dad the way. Oh, I'm definitely not. Oh, God. No. no way. No, no. Now, if he asked me. I don't me, curse uh, in front of my parents. Much less anything, man. I, I mean, realize that, but what I'm saying is there are some things that if he asked me about it, then I would tell him. Otherwise, there's no point in me saying any of this. That's true. I mean, like, you know, with questions I ask, I answer them. Sure. But I don't know if I want them asking questions about what I talk about on the show. It'd just be weird. One. I, I get that. And I then two, that. it'd be just more material for the show, and I don't know if I want to involve my parents in the show like that yet. I don't think I'm ready for that. Actually, it would be a good show. Because there's some things I could say about my mother. There's some things I can say about my dad. I mean, it'd be a great show. I mean, because it would be good content because people are listening to this and they can relate. Hmm. It's a good show. Whether you're comfortable or not is another situation. I think about it. I'm not against it. I'm just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine my parents actually being on the podcast. It'd be funny. I think it'd be kind of dope. I, I just think it would be funny. Especially your mom. Oh, no. No. I had to shut her what? down. Uh, how are you going to shut your own mother down? That's because, not man, nice. She'd be talking about some stuff when I was a kid. I, like what? Like stuff that I really don't care people to hear. It's bad enough I walk to my house the first thing I see. Oh, excuse me. Used to be the first thing I see. Okay. You walk to the house, you look to the left, is a big old baby picture of your boy on the wall. And what's wrong with that? I mean, it's not there anymore, so it's okay. It's in the back. But so, I, I wait a, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What got you demoted? I don't even know what picture up there. Maybe it's maybe it's the Lord. I don't know. 
Well, you know, coming second to Jesus is good. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sad at that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what picture there. That's a very good question. I don't know what picture there. But I mean, <laughs> back to our Shirley. So but I mean, yeah, man, nah. You walk in, you see the baby picture with the fro, with the little horsey on the shirt. I think I remember that. picture. I mean, that picture was there forever, man. The firstborn, he gets the big picture, and then there's a little picture of my little brother, like in the corner, which is I've always thought was funny, even though he's gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, you're funny," but <laughs> you know, it's like, look, man, you Kevin, can't. Have, Kevin has less value than you. I just say that, yes, but you, you can't have everything. You, you see, y'all you just already said, the baby. Y'all see, already the baby. Passive aggressive, y'all. Hey, look, man. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this, man. Hold on, before you say it, you you realize you've had five, four or five different look mans in like the last yeah eleven minutes. Because I use that to to make you realize I need to back up but and explain. I know, but you don't usually say that that often. You've been riled up a little bit today. Go I'm ahead. not riled up. I'm just nervous. Nervous about what? Because you know your six month show is coming out next. No, week? I'm not really thinking about that right now. Yes, you are. I'm just thinking now. I know my little brother listens to, listens to the podcast, so this will be funny. Okay. So, but no, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Being passive aggressive, you know, when you have a, a sibling is interesting. Because Why is it interesting? Because, man, you see your sibling get like everything and you don't get, you get like a quarter of that. And it's just like, what's up? And I used to get mad at that as a kid. I used to get mad at that. But then one day I woke up and I was like, dog, when he gets stuff, you play with it too. Why are you mad? And I was like, why am I mad? And that's when our relationship changed. Y'all had used to have a bad relationship? No. I mean, we used to fight. I mean, Y'all are seven, brothers. Y'all are brothers. Yeah, he's seven years younger than me. So we used to fight okay. a little bit. I mean, you know, there'd be times where he'd get on my nerves. Okay. And then next thing you know, I mean, you hear some crying and, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's my fault You hear some crying now, But wasn't it your fault though But see here's the thing And this is what I would say Some of it was my fault Some Then some of it When you the baby You learn how to play advantages No that's true And so I mean he, He's played that advantage a couple okay. times Okay He started to fake cry And I didn't touch wow, him Wow Kevin fake cries Yo, back in the day. Wow. Yo, my my brother's intelligent, man. He, I'm not he's saying he's not, but wow. But he learned that he learned that in an early age, man. Okay. You know, and then one like I said, one day I woke up. I woke up one day. I was like, why? Why am I doing this? I'm taking beatings, and he's getting new stuff, but I still get to play it. Why am I taking beatings? Smart. And I stopped taking beatings. Okay. And I stopped beating him up. You stop beating him up? Oh, let me change that. I stopped fighting. There you go. I knew it was something to it. I mean, yeah. We stopped, we stopped using fisticuffs against each other. Got it. And then we became real good brothers and friends and all that stuff to this day. Okay. And it's and it's good, you know. He yeah, he used to get the Nintendo games and all that, and I used to play it. And you got nothing? I just say I didn't get nothing. I would say that I got things that I wanted, but if I also wanted something. I would ask him if he wanted it. He'd be like, yeah, so, you know. Okay. Hey, you should, you should ask for that for your birthday. That's a good idea. I mean, I think he was going to do it anyway, but hey, why not? Okay. But I mean, nah, man, it's just having, you know, having siblings is definitely a, it was definitely a, a plus. They're, you know, have an older brother and a younger brother. Excuse me. Older brother and younger brother. No sisters. Um, 
you know, that's whatever. You know, I guess it was all right. Okay. You know, growing growing up in the in the Brown household wasn't 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 boring. It, it it wasn't definitely wasn't boring. I mean, but it also wasn't. It was it was your normal stuff. I mean, we weren't the hustables or anything, but who is? Know, hopefully, nobody. <laughs> well, see, we're talking about the characters. We're not actually talking about Bill Cosby. Yeah, man, but that stuff was larger than life, crazy, man. I mean, it is, but still, let's be real, man. What? Half those things that Theo did, I'd have got whooped for them. Didn't well, matter how old I was. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the earring. You remember that episode he had earring and tried to hide permission? Oh man! Or when um, oh what was her name? But she went to see the wretched in Maryland. Um, that um, episode's classic, man. The wretched. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's crazy because like I remember when I asked my mom, I was like, "Yo," because I I was unfortunately in that phase about getting the earring. Okay. And she was like, "Yeah, you can get one the day you move out," and I was like. Yeah, no help. I got one hole in these ears. That's all I need right now. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's that's one of those things, man. I I love my parents, man, but they were real. And it was just like, you know, if you don't ask them, I never asked them if they, um, how do I feel about, how do they feel about this or whatever. I just be honest. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Okay. You moving out the next day? Like tattoos? You moving out tomorrow? Oh, you got your own place already? Wow. Oh. They couldn't just tell you no, but they just let you know what you're going to have to do to get it. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. That's And that's that's why I loved my parents. They never stopped me from doing anything. They just gave me alternatives. They, like, I mean, they were just like, hey, cause and effect. Yep. If you do this, this is what will happen. Yes. That's fair. It is. I mean, it's not like they said no. They gave you a choice. You can do this, but you will move out. Yeah. You can, this, if you do this, if you do A, then you have choices B and C. But if you do A, one of those choices would disappear. Yes. And it's just like, yeah. And I, I couldn't move out, you know, being 16 and stuff. That wasn't a. <laughs> you sure you couldn't make it on your own? I mean, no. It would have been ugly, but you could have done it. I mean, other than a paper route, I had my first job at like 17. For real, like first real job. I don't think rent's gonna get paid by a paper route. Uh, I don't think anything's getting paid by a paper route. <laughs> it barely fed my comic book habit. So wow, I, I'm pretty sure nothing else was gonna be fed by that. Come on, man. I mean, you could have made it, man. No, man. Look, when you get, see, here's the thing: the paper route's cool and all back in the day. Uh huh. Yeah, the paper route. Paper route. It won't cool when it snowed. It wasn't cool when it rained. I had one myself. It wasn't cool when it rained. And, but, you know, I had another kid who, like, if I go out of town, he'd do my paper route for me. Right. Well, I had to pay him. Yes. You had to pay him per day. Yes. So, I mean, after a while, that got old. And, you know, but we went on vacation, so I had to pay the dude. Not not my parents did not pay for the dude. No. You pay the dude out of your money. Exactly. Nah. I mean, I learned that you need to do things for yourself, by yourself. But if you got to go on a family vacation and you don't have choices... Right. Then you just taking that L. And is it an L because you did get to go on vacation? It's an L because I had to pay somebody else to do my job, which means that that that's money, just the cost of doing business. Nah, man, I won't get paid enough for uh, that. But nor was he. And then he's doing your route too. Yeah, but if he messed up, guess who got in trouble for that? Truth. This guy. Truth. So eventually, I think I. You know, 
I decided to be done with the paper route. Okay. I think somehow I gave it to him. Okay. There, there was some way that I had to get out of it because I, it's like you couldn't quit unless you had a replacement or something. I, I never know. experienced that. Usually, I don't, the I don't the manager of the the paper boys or paper paper people. I guess I'll no, they're saying. paper boys. Stop playing. I'm just saying, just trying to keep it politically correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was in my case her job to cover the route until she found someone. It wasn't my responsibility. That's new. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I was like, yo, you want paper out? He's like, for real? How much? I was like, how much you going to pay me for it? How much you going to get? He's like, how much I got to pay you for it? Nothing, man. Take it. It's called, man. I gave him a seven round. He gave me a seven round pick, man. I was like, deuces. <laughs> deuces <laughs> for a seventh round pick. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think he may have gave me like 10 bucks. I was like, deuces, man. It's all good. He wouldn't have to give me anything to get out of that misery. I mean. That was a miserable job for me. He all, he he offered, so I felt like I had to at least do something. Oh, you, you could have, but I'm just saying for me, yeah, it was miserable. It was great in the summer. It, it was. It was even more miserable. Well, I don't like the heat, so. Well, the problem is I had hills near my house. Oh, a hill. you live in Petersburg. Yeah, oh, that was a big old hill. Ouch. Riding your bike up that hill was not a good move. However, you know. It's one of those things where I didn't necessarily have a basket in front. You had the bag that you slung over. Oh, I hated those. I had a basket. And, you know, you could throw in the papers where it was just easier to walk and do it. But, you know. You walked it? I was. It wasn't that far. It was just. How many houses did you have? Oh. How many houses in the neighborhood? Um, How many houses in the neighborhood? I don't know. 40? 40 houses. But then the thing about it is you got the paper. They dropped the paper at your house. And then um, they like, you had to ball them up. Yeah. You had to ball them up, rubber band them. Sometimes yeah. you had to bag them. Man, so you had to do work before you did the work. Exactly. That's why I hated it. It was awful. I mean, so, I mean, it was good for a while. Like I said, it fed my comic book habit and stuff, but it is what it is. Truth. You know, but yeah, I don't miss that time. I don't think anybody does. Paper routes are miserable. So when the internet made the papers go out of business, I wasn't necessarily mad because no, they I had just made paper boys go out of business. Truth, but yeah, that's no one needs that misery in their lives. No one. Eh. You know, it was good for what you needed it for. I guess. I mean, you. I like I said, I had a habit. I call it a habit. Well, it is a habit. You know, after my parents decided that they weren't going to pay for a comic book for me anymore, and I wouldn't get enough good grades to keep that habit up, your boy Dude. had to. I had to sit to my house like every week, dog. It was. And your grades weren't right. My grades were good. They were all right. I mean, it's just I didn't get enough money for that to keep my habit. <laughs> I bet you, if your grades were good enough, it would have been. Fine. No, no, because we're talking like like I was getting, I was getting comics like every week. How much were you spending on comics a week? After shipping, somewhere around 10 to 15 bucks a week. Wait a minute. Y'all didn't have a comic book store locally? How was I getting there? Get your mom to take you. Man, mom and dad working. On the weekends? Well, the thing about it is, well, so dad, you said, let me get one comic book years ago. That's how I got into it. Okay. On Sundays, he'd take me to the um, the drugstore and they had a comic book rack, spinner rack, the old spinner rack. Oh, yeah. And I'd get one every week. I mean, they were 35 cents then. Right. Yeah, when I was like 13, 14, they were like 75 cents. So, like, 
I did have, I didn't really get allowance allowance. I did stuff around the house. Okay. So, I mean, I got paid from that, but it got to a point where my habit became more that I was getting money. And they were cool for a while, but then they were just like, yo, we keep, I mean, you know, we can't keep supporting your fix. <laughs> it's a fix. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, that was a nice way of saying it. I don't think they said it like that, but that's the way I kind of took it. It was a fix. So it was like, what do you do? Um, so yeah. Okay. So then I had to get a paper out there. It's like, you gotta, you gotta get a job. And I'm like, I'm 14, huh? I can't get a job till I'm 16. What's up? You can do a paper out. Hey, can I that's do a paper That's right. They didn't have to follow those laws. Nope. <laughs> you had to have a bike and the ability to pay. And if I guess the thing about it was, so I'm trying to remember how it all worked. I don't remember how. I don't know how I got my money. I don't know if they paid the paper. The paper gave me a check. I don't remember. All I know is, yeah, it was. It was. I did it for about a year and a half. So wait a minute. You didn't have the little book with the the receipts in it, and then they paid you, and then you paid their manager, and then you kept what was well in in Petersburg. They could also pay directly to the to the. So I think I had a bill, and like if they didn't pay, like the Progress Index is the name of the paper. Okay. Because some had subscriptions. Right. So if they paid them directly, then they took that out. And then I had to get the rest of it myself. Okay. So they paid me. And what happened was I paid them. And I guess I kept the rest of it. I don't know. Christmas was dope, though, because I got a whole bunch of, like, big tips and stuff. Tips, big tips. I got some fudge one year from somebody. Really? Like a can of fudge. Okay. I ate that. Didn't make it down the hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Back up. How come you didn't make it down the hill? I mean, nah, let me stop lying. Some of it made it down the hill. I oh, you mean some of the fudge? Yeah. I was eating that joint when I was walking. That's right. You weren't riding. I mean. So you just walking and eating fudge. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's what kind of paper boy are you? I mean, it's what it is, bro. There it is. It's what it is. Sweeping it under the rug again. I mean, what do you want me to do? Eat fudge, I guess. I mean, I did. <laughs> Eat fudge yeah, and be had, merry. Got some, got some, got some bonuses and stuff like that. <laughs> but after a while, like I said, that stuff got old. So, yeah, paper routes are miserable. I'm just saying. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. No I'm glad no one has to do that anymore. Eh. It's called the internet. Read it online. Just saying. Okay. Um. I think we're getting a call soon. We gonna get Moby on the show? Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, and this is crazy because normally, like real podcasts, they have somebody doing this. Well, I'm doing it. I'm just waiting for him to call. Well, I mean, like, well, I'm contacting him because he's texting me, and he's gonna love that we're talking about this on the air. But he's texting me, and I'm like, "Yo, call in so we can put you on," and yada yada yada. You know. So hopefully he's going to call you shortly. But until then, we're going to go ahead and talk about what we're going to talk about today. So we've got a couple of things to talk about. First one is Liberty University. What is wrong with them? <laughs> Apparently, well, for them, nothing. I mean. They're, they think everything is dandy. Look, I don't feel like talking about nobody today. I'm trying to turn a new leaf. 
Well, no, this is a podcast. This is a correct form for talking about folk. Oh, you know what? You are correct. What was I thinking? I don't know, because you pulled the card just like 10 minutes ago. You pulled the this is my show card. I don't know what you you had going on. Oh, that's Mo B. Soon as Mo B. Mo B. There he is. What's going on, man? You sound like you in a wind tunnel, dog. I'm driving, man. I'm trying to be safe. I can't really hear. I mean, can you can you close your windows? You got that sunroof open? Hello. Yeah, you got your sunroof open? No. Okay, you sound a lot better now. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on, man? I don't know. I'm just loving the dream, man. You sound so enthused. Riding around here getting it. What are you, what are you, you working? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm putting in some work. <laughs> <laughs> putting in some work. All right. That is code for none of your business. We need to talk about you. No, nah, man. I'm dropping off supplies, man. So I'm Dropping off cleaning supplies, man. So you did do, you're doing that now? Did, did they need it? Yeah, a couple of my stores did. I've got, I got one more to go to. Yeah, I think I'm going to slide through a couple stores on Monday. That is if we don't got calls, but they water. Ooh, that was bad. Sorry. Oh, um, good. <laughs> so, look, man, we had just we had just gotten to our first discussion. Yo, man, what's wrong with Liberty University, dog? What's wrong with what? Liberty University. What do you mean? I mean, kids can go back and stay there, man. You hear about that? I mean, I heard about it, man. I, I, I feel like they're trying to do something good, but, you know, it might just be misguided. I mean, yeah, they, they're opening up for the students. Even though everything is online, they're like, yeah, come on, stay. We got some people here anyway. So if you want to come and stay, you know, you can. But my biggest question is, are they not trying to give back refunds? They don't have to because no other college is doing it. So they don't have to. They don't have the public pressure to do so. But personally, I've been talking to, to, to Bulo about this for two weeks. People are paying for room and board and their kids are at home eating their food. So you have parents that are paying for for kids that are at home. Well, that's but, if you're, but if your university is closed, they got to refund that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I still say if the, if the all is, you know, as far as this is going on with the coronavirus, you got to be. You got to refund those people or prorate something because their kids are at home. I mean, if they're trying to open up or whatever it is, then okay. But at the same time, I think there should be some choices there. If you don't choose to come back and take your, you know, take your classes online, you got to get that money back. I mean, you got to get the whole semester back, but you got to get something. Okay, what do, you, what do you think, Moby? I mean, I'm kind of. I got my opinion, but I want to hear what y'all think first. I feel like it's misguided, man. I mean, I feel like a lot of universities in, I guess, in their trying to be proactive, kick kids off of campus and really didn't give kids adequate time to maybe make adequate arrangements. And I think now maybe they realize, hey, we got some people who are kind of displaced. Because, I mean, I can say, like, my first year in college, if they would have had to kick me off of campus, I wouldn't have had nowhere to go. So... And if they gave me, like, 
three, four days to do it, man. I've just been out back. But with that being said, you can't let them go for three weeks and then say, hey, come back and bring all your germs with you. So, I mean, like I said, I think I think it's coming from a good place. It's just misguided. Well, they let back 1,900 students. They're prepared to hold yeah. 5,000. And I'm like, y'all crazy. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it's coming from a good place, but you know, I, I hope I would say I hope they're trying to practice social distancing, but dorms don't work that way. No, I mean, there's no such <laughs> thing. I mean, how are you going to be social distancing from from somebody when you're living yeah. on top of them? Literally, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm barely social distancing in my apartment complex. That's because they're walls and stuff. I mean, this you know, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, the the article says that they really are ignoring or playing down the whole pandemic, just like your boy did, um, who he's feeling the wrath of that now. Who are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Trump. You know we're oh, no. About. Well, I want you to say that because, see, this is the interesting part to me is Falwell and Trump, they tight. And Falwell Jr. Well, the same difference to me. Okay. Falwell Jr. and Trump are tight. That community presumably thinks the same way. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to follow Trump and what he's saying and not really taking this too, too seriously. Well, I got a friend of mine whose daughter goes there. They took her out of school. Oh, wow. She ain't coming back. She'll come back in the fall if things are cool, but she's taking her classes online. Are they? I wonder if they're giving her a refund. They're not. No colleges. That's what? why I was telling you before. No college is yeah, going to be not. putting any pressure. Or I mean, public opinion is not putting pressure on colleges to prorate this semester because you have people, you have parents that are paying for their kids to go to school and stay at school. So this is, you know, room and board mm-hmm. in addition to tuition, right? Well, if your child is home with you again, why am I still... You know, paying for room and board. That was my whole thing. Paying for a meal plan. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And they're not cheap. But I mean, if the school shut it down, I don't understand why they wouldn't at least give a credit. No, they don't give you anything because, again, they don't have to. And public opinion is not making them do it because they're not that's putting any crazy. pressure. They're not putting any pressure on them to do it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And that's what pissed me off the last couple of weeks. It's like, how are you going just like... Because some people, like if you go to ODU, which is a local college here, you know, room and board is an extra seven grand. And that was when I was there. So, I was about to say, you might be, you might be making it lower because that was, that was back in the day. It, it, well, that's all I'm saying. So if you're, if you're going there now, let's just say it's 15. Or if you're going to a more expensive university, like say Duke or Harvard or somewhere like that. And you're paying for your child to be at school, so now you got to have that nut and eating your food. Are you serious? There's something wrong with that. But if no, I mean, you're talking about the parents paying, but let's talk about the kids who took out student loans. For well, this. see, that's a so whole. They, in fact, are paying for this. Exactly. See, now it got real deep because you have some kids that, like Mo said, you have some kids out there that are paying their own way. What happened to all that money? Man, somebody's getting sued. Well, how can you sue them? Well, I mean, they can sue for, um, for, uh, what's it called? Oh, 
It was right on my head. So like you pay for something that you didn't receive. Like you can you can sue to get that money back. It'll suck, but you can do that. How many people have the resources to sue? A well, college. If you're smart, you'll do if you're smart, you'll do like a class action lawsuit. And then you have one lawyer who represents all of them. That's that's if you can get it together. I agree. I mean, but I say in class action lawsuits, you're not going to get that much. You're not going to get all your money though. Well, it all depends. If they sue them for everything that there's, you know, they owe, plus pain and suffering, <laughs> then yes. everybody will get back at least what they owe, and the pain and suffering will probably go to the lawyer. Because when it's all said and done, what you, you living in a utopian society if you think it's gonna work that way. Well, but the thing about it is, you don't want. I think what will happen is, if somebody does this with one one school, I think all the other schools will be like, you know what? Let's settle. Yeah, let's 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 go ahead and give you a refund or a credit for next year, because it's not like it's their fault, the kids' fault that they're not there. Right. And that's the thing. When it's all said and done, you didn't kick us out. I mean, you didn't. we didn't leave voluntarily. You kicked us out. Truth. And, you know, with any, I can't imagine that going to any judge and them losing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you bought a hotel and you got there. You bought a hotel room for two nights and you got there and say, sorry, um, we're closed due to the hurricane. You know, what about our money? Nah, you ain't getting that back. And I'm glad you said that because that's the one of the things I was going to say about the colleges actually winning because who really reads the fine print? And the fine print could say exactly what you just said. It could. And now it's like, you have a nice day. That's a you problem. Yeah, but you see, I I, I guess what would happen is you wouldn't sue just the college, though. Who, because, who else would you sue? Well, if it's a state entity, you'd sue the state. Well, what if it's a private university? Well, it's a private university. And, and what exactly are you suing the state for? Well, I mean, because when you do, you suing the state that there was a pandemic that forced the governor to basically say social distancing was a must. Yeah, but you're suing them because you pay for something, you pay for services that weren't rendered. And when it's all said and done, you're not going to just pay. You're not just like if we were getting sued as people because of something that happened at our job, we get sued. Our supervisor gets sued. Our job will get sued. You know, it's not about suing us. It's about suing the big people because when it's all said and done, they're going to settle. And in this, you don't want states getting sued over college money. You know, and now for the private institutions, the thought process is that because I believe Liberty is a private institution. It is. Um, The thought process, I would think, would be they wouldn't want to get sued because that's just bad. That's bad press. And then at the same time, depending on who's running the show, yeah. they have enough resources to smoke you out. Like so. Duke, Duke would Duke would probably give their money back <laughs> because it would look bad on them if they didn't. I guess my thing is, why doesn't it look bad on them to do it, to do it now? Because I'm sitting here going, y'all just going to kick these people out I don't, see, for free. I think that, I don't think it's something that's, you know, I think when I, what I need to do is talk to somebody who has a kid in college, not not in Virginia, in another state, because, you know, I was talking to that person and they were like, yeah, we got to get that refund on that on that meal plan, you know, because that's, right. that's the first thing he, he was talking about. So 
I'm kind of curious now. So I think I think I want to revisit this next week, and I want to talk to. I know a couple people got kids in colleges, just to see what's going on with that because that is kind of important. Because there's some colleges that cost a lot of money, but then there's some colleges who don't want the negative press. You don't want to be that college who says, "I'm not giving the money back to the students," and then it makes and then it makes national news. You don't, even though you don't necessarily have to, you don't want to be that guy. I realize you don't want to be that guy, but at the same time, the NCAA does it all the time for sports. So what's the difference now? Because you can't really sue the NCAA. Well, not for the money. Well, that's my whole point. I don't think it's going to matter either way. I think they're not going to give that money back. But I think the pro- I think if I think what would happen is if you got somebody who was not an alum of that school, okay, and their pockets were decent, and let's just say they're they're already a lawyer, and they want to refund their kids' stuff, and they didn't give it to them, and then they were not pleasant about it. Okay. I think that per that person would would fight it. And see, it only takes one. That's and, true. And that's the whole thing. Right now nobody has come out and done it. That's why I'm kind of thinking that, you know, something's going on behind the scenes, or they'd be like, you know, let's wait and see how long they're out. But then there's some schools who've already closed up for the academic year. So my thought process is if they're waiting, they already said the academic year is over. The next question is What's up with the money that didn't get used? You know, because really we're talking a half a year, half semester, half semester meal plan, half semester room board. Right. For some schools, that's not a lot. I mean, because they'd much rather keep the student there for another two, three, four years. Right. And get all that money, then lose them because they want to give back a couple thousand dollars. I mean, but would, would credit be suffice? I mean, I'm not talking about the seniors, but like, would a credit suffice for most people? Like, if, if your university was like, yeah, we know we can get that room and board and meal plan, but next semester, you know, we got you on that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the see, the the ones who are graduating. Well, the first thing is, did they even? I mean, can they even graduate? Well, no, they can. They can graduate. I think that's that's not the problem. If you if you were doing well. And they just had a two-week thing where before they got the whole online thing going, that small amount of time, then I'm sure they can eat that part of it. Um, a lot of tests and a lot of homework can be done, you know, yeah. through the internet or whatever. So I don't think actually the scholastic part of it is the problem. I'm thinking there is a lot of money involved in going to college. What are you going to do for me? Like Mo said, why don't you just credit me? Or you said it too. Yeah. Credit me for the next semester or whatever. So where... And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think people are going to get refunds. Well, the bottom line is we're not hearing about it. We're hearing about us getting $1,200 a person or $2,400 a household, whatever it is, from the government. But colleges aren't coming well, clean. And I, and I think what it is, is I think colleges... And I, I'm going to put this out there because I think it's fair. Maybe colleges are smarter than the average bear. Maybe they thought about this already and sent a message home and was like, look, you know, because we've had to close for the scholastic year, you know, this is what's because, you know, they, they've it's been a couple weeks now since they've closed most colleges for the scholastic year. Right. So I my assumption is they have created some sort of letter to parents, at least a letter saying, hey, look, we're working on getting this, this and this done. And by this date, 
we'll let you know what will happen with the financial part. Because when it's all said and done, the first thing you want to keep is tuition money. Sure. Which means, you know, kids got to go to online classes. Right. That's not a question. A whole lot of professors are doing a whole bunch of online stuff right now. Sure. And that's just what it is. Right. Now, after they get that straightened out, then they're going to come back to the financial part. Because when it's all said and done, they'll probably say to your, to the people who come back to school, look, we'll know we could do. We'll hit you with that credit for half a semester. In the grand scheme of things, it's probably not a lot. But the fact that you do that almost forces them to come back to that school. Now, if you're a senior, well, if you are staying in one of our scholastic homes, which the thing about it realistically is some probably are not. So they probably not getting hit hard with the living on campus thing. So if they are, you know, this is what we'll do. We'll credit back to your account. However, you know, you still got to pay to graduate. You still got to pay, you know, for certain things. So what we'll do, we'll deduct all that from what you have left. And then when it's all said and done, if there's a credit that you owe, we'll send it back to you in a check, which is going to be like June, July. Or, you know, we'll send you a bill for how much you owe us. So when it's all said and done, colleges are not, do not want to cut checks. And if they cut checks, they want to check, cut as minimal amounts of checks as possible. That's when it's all said and done. And honestly, if you're trying to transfer from a school, I probably wouldn't because they're probably going to be like, if you transfer, you, you forfeit the money. Because that's what I would say. Not cool. Eh, cool, not cool. But when it's all said and done, it all depends on how many people are going to, who are going to leave. Because a lot of people may just be like, we'll come from a semester, then we'll transfer. Sometimes it's just worth it. But then again, depending on how much what how much dollar we're talking about. Are we talking a thousand dollars? Are we talking six hundred dollars? Are we talking three thousand dollars? That's what it's all said and done. I mean, because if it's a G I think you're being a bit presumptuous and assuming that there's a plan. Because I don't think universities have a plan right now because at this point in time, they honestly don't know if they're really gonna be open in the fall. Well, but but there's some universities uh, um, there are some universities who already sent out letters saying, "Hey, you know, give us two weeks. Will you get? Because they're going to take care of the online stuff first. Because when it's all said and done, it's all about grades. Because that's ultimately what they're paying for. They're paying for their grades and stuff like that. So they got to get that done first. And I, I am pretty sure any college with any intelligence would have put a letter. Financial things would be dealt with by this time. We'll let you know what's going to happen with this." On May the 1st. And that's going to be enough for people because some people just want to know that you're at least thinking about it and you're going to tell us what's going on. The problem is when they say nothing about that, that's when people get all freaky and freaked out. Well, what about this? What about that? Well, we'll let you know on the like, or April 15th. Okay, okay, we'll wait till the 15th. And on the 15th, if there's nothing, that's when you start getting, hey, you said on the 15th, you know, be done. So... My hope is that colleges are smart enough to do things like that. I'm not saying they all are. I would definitely say that some of them are because some of them have lawyers. Most of them, or all of them, should have lawyers on speed dial. Absolutely. At the very least, they should have a message in there stating, because of this clause, you're not getting a refund, or because of this, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do, and we'll let you know on this date. Something like that. They're going to stall for that because nobody wants to give money back. 
So they're going to stall for the money, the money stuff. And right. that's my thought process. I mean, you're not wrong, but I think the thing that bothers me about what you're saying being true or not is the fact that everybody else that has a plan, it's public knowledge. Especially when you're an entity, when I say an entity, I mean colleges collectively. When you're that big and no one knows your plan going forward with respect to the coronavirus, mm-hmm. then as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist because everybody else has a plan. That's public knowledge, True. except you. And you're you're like one of the biggest entities in America. Well, I think, but each college is going to have a different plan. I realize that, why. but the idea that no one has said anything, the only thing I've heard, which is Liberty, only thing they said is we're going to resume scholastics. And I, I don't know when they're going to resume, but very soon. So I'm like, that's all you have to say to me? What about the, you know, really? So that's all I'm saying. There's no public knowledge of anyone having any plan, no matter what college it is. But I think that the reason for that is because, I mean, who I, I think that, and once again, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that colleges are smart as people ever. But what I am saying, my hope is, because I know they have lawyers on speed now, they're probably just like, how do we need to get in front of this? And I'm pretty sure the lawyers have been like, this is how you get in front of this. And this is what you need to say. Because I'm pretty sure every letter that's come out to parents and students has been reviewed by their lawyers. So I think the situation is for us, I think it's more of less. I'm curious on what is in that letter, because trust me, if, it, if nobody has said anything about it, I think people will be asking questions like we are. But the fact that nobody has really brought it up except for, you know, Liberty and what they're doing, but nobody's brought up for any other college. Because you would think this would be like, well, what about our money? But it hasn't been. So I'm thinking there's been some communication about that. Or at least some sort of, hey, we're still trying to, this is unprecedented. We're trying to work everything out. Give us time. We're looking to give you some more information about this day. And that's why I think what's happening. And that's why I'm going to ask the person I know. Because I feel like that's what's going on. I don't know for sure. But next week, you know, on a on the um, six-month anniversary, we'll revisit this. And I'll let you know what I found out because I just think that, you know, anything that goes out about this, lawyers have touched it and seen it and probably have written it because the last thing you want is to get caught with your pants down. True. And I think Liberty, (coughs) excuse me, by reopening school, the problem is if somebody gets sick, the university could be liable for that. I understand the motivation. I just don't think that they have a plan in place. Yeah, I think they're dumb. To, well, in this case, I think a lot of things. But what I'm saying is I don't think they have a plan in place to make the financial part of this right. The scholastic part of it is fine. This, the financial part of it, which is the burden or half the burden, yeah. is, I don't think the way they've gone about it and really juxtaposed to everything else that's happening like other corporations or say, hey, I understand what's happening. Pay me in four months. I understand what is happening. Pay me in a month. Pay me in six months. No interest on this. No interest on that. This is suspended. You're, you're good until all of this is going away because of what you said being unprecedented. Yeah. Colleges have said nothing. Not publicly. And I don't think they should. Well, what's wrong with saying things publicly when everybody else is saying things publicly? Well, because I think every college has a different process of doing it okay well again like you said we'll we'll talk about this next week 
But I'm all I'm saying is I think something smells like fish. And it's stinky. It really is. Stinky, what do you think, stinky. Mo? What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm I don't have as much confidence as as y'all do. Cause I just I think nobody's talked about it because there is no plan. Well that's exactly what I and said. Yes, I understand that colleges are different. You know, private schools are gonna be different than public schools. Which I could actually would give the private schools more of a pass than the public universities. Because I feel like the, the public universities owe it to people to be like, hey, publicly, this is what the plan is. Or if there really is a plan because they're like, hey, we, we literally don't know how long this is going to go on. We don't know what the protocol is. This is, like you said, unprecedented. Give us the time, but we are going to do something. But the fact that you're right, that it's been pretty much radio silent. I mean, I'm. I stay pretty abreast on news and stuff. I've heard anybody talk about it. Yeah, right, me and that just weirds me out. Yeah. So it's it's Mo and I are in agreement and Ruben is very hopeful. I think they're gonna get screwed. I think the parents or students that are paying the wrong way are gonna get screwed. I think but I think that would be a I, I was I see that as a negative because if if one cause says no, but another cause says yes. And those kids at one college who said, no, why should I stay here? They rethink, especially if they're first year, why should I stay when I know they don't care about me? So I'll go to this other college who I know will care about me. I mean, that's what it's about at this point. It's just like being recruited. So, you know, you're getting recruited. Who cares about you more? And if this school cares about their students more than this school, some people might be like, yeah, this is the last dime I'm spending here. I'm going somewhere else. Truth. But the thing is, a college is a machine because they're part of a bigger machine, and that machine is a racket. So one person being upset and leaving is not going to matter. And you know, they, you and know. it wouldn't be, but you know, that's the whole thing. It wouldn't be just one person. You know, it'd be a bunch of people. I can't tell you what number that is or percentage, but you just don't know. Some people might be like, ah, it's only $1,000. It's not a big deal. Some people be like, yo, I need that money. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, t- I feel like since you equated it to recruiting, I go with you on that. But what I say about that is, yeah, that might be a reason for some people to leave a university. But if you go to Harvard, you went to Harvard because of Harvard's name, not because you thought that they cared about you. Correct. If you went to Duke, you went because of their name, not because you thought that they cared about you. So them taking a little bit of a hit because they didn't want to give people back money. Man, that hit will last all of what? Six months? Seven months? Yeah. Until the next crop of people come in that want that degree? Correct. But if you're like, if, but if you're like at, um, let's just say, let me, get, I'm thinking of, like if you say you're a raffer. I mean, if you're talking about like, a, if you're like at a smaller Yeah, school, like raffer. Yeah, it, it, might, it might put some pressure on you, but the, the fact that there's still a lot of, you know, elite universities and those are the ones who cost the most. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think a UVA would do that um, because they're too much about their image. Because that would be a negative blow to their image. I don't think a Virginia. I don't think your big schools would do that. I think your small schools may. Um, I think that's that's just my opinion, and I'm not talking about sports. I'm just talking about overall. I don't see ODU doing that. Um, I see ODU basically being like, "Yo, we will credit you and come on back. You know, come back and be part of the Monarch family." Yeah, that's that's the way I see them. Um, you know, but that's we'll see. We'll see what's going on. 
But yeah, we'll revisit this next week and I'll let you know what I found out and stuff like that. And we'll see if Jerry Farwell Jr. has closed Liberty. 1,900 students are there right now. That's 1,900. What's their capacity? Um, I don't, I think they're like 20 some thousand, but they're prepared to do 5,000. And I'm just kind of like, what? So well, uh, we'll find out. Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy in their face. So we'll switch from schools to events. So apparently about 19 hours ago, I had a different conversation. Well, I had a different conversation prepared, but it has changed because up until yesterday, the Essence Festival was still going on. Yes. But yesterday, I guess they decided, nah, we got too much problems down here in, in New Orleans. So now did they decide because people didn't weren't going to show up or did they decide because they're smart people? Well, it says they basically blamed it on a COVID-19. Um, so where was this decision two weeks ago? I don't know, but the, the mayor came, I think the mayor shut him down. So they were, they had some assistance and, you know, a wise decision. I think so. She made the announcement on Friday evening, yesterday evening. So, yeah, they want them to come back, but we got to, you know, fix this. But they're still looking to have it closer to the fall. So they're probably looking to have it in, like, August. You know? Okay. And, I mean, I get it. But I thought it was supposed to be June, July 1st through the 5th. I thought that was... Do I think it could happen? Possibly. That's just brave. It is brave. Actually, to me, it's brazen. Because it's like you have sports leagues that are thinking about September, October. We're going to have baseball and Christmas. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. And you mean to tell me they got some plan for July and they haven't shut it down? The Olympics aren't even going to happen yeah. until next year. For real? Y'all that special? I mean. I mean, I love my black people and everything, but come on now. Hey, man, look. Straight up. The MEAC was the last NCAA tournament rolling. Hey. Until. They played to the they played to the second game on Thursday. They were the last game playing on TV. Uh, well, it's not on TV, just playing. You know, and I was there. So it was like they won't worry, they won't scared about no COVID nineteen. <laughs> well, are they scared now? I mean, I don't know about that. It's really not deep in this part of Virginia yet. I mean, we've had some some stuff go on, but yeah. I mean they you know yeah, they, they played, because we were just like, Thursday is still going on. I was like, they were playing on playing the night games. And I was like, all right, peeps. But the only reason why they really canceled the night games is because the NCAA canceled the tournament, both okay. tournaments. Okay. And that happened at like 2.30. So they had some assistance also. Well, yeah, what's it, what are we playing for? Nothing. So they shut it down after that. Okay. But they were just like, yo. We going at least Thursday night. Norfolk State didn't even play. Norfolk State men didn't play. Okay. And, I mean, it was deep. Uh, it was probably Thursday. It was probably two to 3,000 people there in the morning show, the morning games. Either. Really? How, yeah. how, how was the capacity of the arena? Oh, the scope is like, what, 8,500 maybe? That's not no, bad. No, 11,000. I was like, no, it's, it's like 11,000, but I think for the – the MIAC is probably somewhere around seven to eight thousand because of what they, you know, they maneuver and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, 
I just think it's I think is funny that Girls Trip was playing on today, and then the day after they canceled Essence Spectral because Girls Trip the movie was about the Essence Spectral. That's right. That's right. I remember that was a good movie by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It is funny. She had to pee on everybody though. That was kind of disgusting. Well, they she tried to tell them. I mean, yeah. But then the other girl then went on and peed on everybody because she wanted to. Now it's still disgusting. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm tripping at the grapefruit. Yeah. But see that, where's the family show? Man, I, I don't know nothing about, man, never. Me neither. Me neither. I'm just saying. MOB, you know about that grapefruit, dog? Nah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm cool on that. <laughs> He's like, nah, man. It's just that simple. Nah, man. I mean, I was just like, grapefruit. I don't know if I feel citrus acid like wow. that. Wow. Like, well, that dude didn't. He won't cool with that. He really didn't. What did he do to me? He ran out of the room. I mean. I mean, look. Can you just imagine if you had a paper cut? Wow. Just like any type of rock can cut or something, man. It'd be a bad. Look, man. Somebody end up in the hospital. Maybe both parties. That means there's only, there's only one way he could have felt that. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm just saying. I'm just, it's what it is. If you don't know, go look at an anatomy book. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was real messed up, man. But but yeah, I want to go back to the fact that they they waited super long to cancel the SS Festival, man. Really? Well, why do you? Okay, this is my theory, and this is based off of kind of Twitter, Facebook. Just kind of getting the temperature of what's going on. But I get the feeling that black folk didn't think they could catch it. Now, how true do y'all think that is? Because we really weren't taking it seriously, man. I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that statement. Because I remember hearing a whole bunch of people saying, oh, well, you know, black people ain't really catching it. And I was thinking to myself, well, black people ain't known for being world travelers. So, of course, it's not going to hit our community first. I mean, but I don't think we have some pigmentation immunity to this. Me neither. I mean, I had to force you up. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, because yellow people started with it. You figure you color too, so hey, yes, man. Why you got to be talking about that's messed up, yeah? Why is that messed up? Why you got to be calling me yellow? I'm not. T- hey, I'm just making sure you ain't calling me yellow, man. I will give you a cat. We'll give you a khaki complexion. Let's go khaki. <laughs> that was good, khaki man. You you <laughs> like you know me, dog? What are you talking about? <laughs> hey. Yeah, I'm gonna just call you Dockers from now on. I mean, no, nah, definitely not. <laughs> Why not? That's so much fun, though. Because that's just so no. But most started this wrinkle free. Wrinkle exactly. Free, man. I'm definitely wrinkle free. Don't be playing. Hey. Black don't crack, son. Black don't crack. Hey, Mo, is he got cuffs or is he straight? Ah, uh, he a cuff guy. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Definitely. Okay. What? How dare you? How dare I? <laughs> You don't, have to, you don't have to have cuffs to be cuffs to be dope. Come on, man. Nah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a straight leg guy, See? but yeah, that guy's definitely cuffed guy. See? No, but I really, I mean, I don't know where it started, but I felt like when I said yellow people, I mean, or uh, Asian, Asian American, not I mean, Asian Americans, but Asians. From. Right. So I'm sitting here going, so people of color got it. Came from China. So China. people of color can get it. What are y'all black people talking about? I don't know, but they were in the they were in the scope like they won't get nothing. <laughs> and not just young people, dog. Older people too. They were just uh, like, man, we better just playing long enough, dog. If we got to go, we going down watching a basketball game. And I was like, what? I gotta see my baby play. I, I mean, but in all fairness, I mean, a lot of the coverage of this, you know, based on people who, you know, we're supposed to trust in positions of knowledge and information, we're basically just describing it as. Oh, it's just a cold symptom. 
you know, some people are getting it. It's just older people. Yo, did you hear? Other than that, you're good. I just found out that Doris Burke got had it, yo. Like Doris Burke, ESPN. Doris yeah, Burke? she had the coronavirus wow. for over two weeks. Did She's she better know? Now. Well, she got tested. She got tested a couple weeks ago. I mean, but was she feeling bad or she wasn't? She said she wasn't feeling all the other stuff. She said she was feeling very um, just like weak. Okay. And then literally, she said she didn't leave her room for three days. Now, when you say room, her house her room? Her house room. Okay, yeah, okay. Because I didn't know because she travels so much and it's oh, during man, basketball when, season. I'm she, like. Yeah, she said she started feeling very weak. Um, I read it today earlier and she was like, it got to a point like I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. And I was wow. like, yo. Doris Burke, man. Yeah, but she says she feels much better now. Well, speaking of like celebrities, how are the Hanks doing? Are they much better? The last time I saw something, they did a um a Instagram of her singing and yeah, he she, was doing she whatever. Did a, she did a perfect she did a perfect rendition of uh Naughty by Nature song o- OPP. That's funny. She killed it, man. I didn't see it, she but that sounds funny. She killed it. I was like, dang, for real, real. Well, I mean, that's that's not that shouldn't be a shocker because Tom Hanks is the dude. I mean, I, I mean, but it's Mr. Rogers is married to a ratchet right now, bro. She killed it. I mean, but let's be real, man. Tom Hanks has been ratchet. How is Tom Hanks ratchet? Have you not seen Saturday Night Live on um, Black Jeopardy? Yeah, that's oh, not yeah, Jeopardy yeah, yeah. He he was all world on that. <laughs> that is the dopest oh, Black Jeopardy oh, ever. <laughs> Ever, because he liked them big women. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it, man. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> what did she do? Not a dang thing. Exactly. <laughs> I was weird. Exactly. Exactly. And he had on Make America Great Again. Oh hat, man, yeah. he was that wearing was that weird. hat. That was that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> that, you know all the things he's done that you, no one can ever top. He ain't gonna never top Black Jeopardy. No, nobody will ever be better than oh, that. Oh my goodness, that was hilarious. It was perfect. He was an old white dude with a Make America Great Again hat on. Looked like he was from Kentucky. He was just country. Excuse me, I ain't trying to do that. And he watched Medea movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. I figured if I can laugh, cry, and pray all in an hour and a half, that'd be exactly. <laughs> yo, yo, that is the greatest Black Jeopardy ever. 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 He killed it. So, just watching that tells me that Tom Hanks can be a little ratchet. And that's okay. Yeah, okay. I, I get, You know what? I wasn't thinking that at first, but you're, you're I agree. I, I mean, agree. It, it, he, it's not like he's been, like, let's be real. Some of his earlier movies, before he really... Like, his earlier movies were pretty much, like, college comedy type movies. Well, big. When he became, big, yeah. when he became the, the big kid. And then, yeah. uh, what's the one with the... Um, Actually, Splash was the first movie. Splash. Did. The, what was the one with the the money in the house? Oh, Money Pit was hilarious. Money Pit, especially when he got caught in the caught oh, yeah. in the floor. Yeah, man. Had to stay there oh, all night. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he did some questionable movies back in the day. They weren't questionable, man. They I were mean, good. They were, eh. I mean, they were they were all right, but not to like he ain't doing he won't do an Angels and Demons type of movies back in the day. Yeah, that first one, second one was better. Okay. Second one was better. But I mean, the dude. Which what's the one? Um, the it, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio when he was catching Leonardo. When he oh, was, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Wonderful you can. movie. Wonderful That's a good movie. movie. Yes, sir. Yo, Tom Hanks is a beast, man. He can do anything he wants. The Green Mile. Awesome. Castaway. Castaway. Uh, mm. No. Mo B. Come on, man. What you think about Castaway? I'd have lost my mind like him too. 
But it was good. First though. of all, I hated the book <laughs> and the movie. Wow, didn't move, he read the so. words too, and you hated both of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the book was awful to me, and the movie didn't move me. So, yeah, Moby. Yeah, that's not one of my favorites. Come on, man. I mean, I'm cool with Green Mile. Green Mile, Green Mile was awesome. great. Yeah, it was good. Hell, man. I even loved him in, in A League of Their Own, man. I yeah. thought oh, he, he was totally good in A League of Their yeah. Own. Yeah, he was good. I mean, Tom Hanks is, he, that dude's a legend. There's nothing he can't do. Yeah. Even be Ratchet. And that's Exactly. Okay. <laughs> He's a trailer park Ratchet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, man, that. <laughs> uh, I just wish they would have finished it, though. I wish they would have went to the final question. Yeah, they had it ran out of time. Blake, but, lives matter. All right, Doug. I guess it's I guess it's end of you today. <laughs> Yo. I was weak. I was weak. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, you know, we we are making some light, but yeah, I'm glad the SS SS um thing canceled. Or at least postponed it. Is what it That's is. all they had to do. I mean they didn't have to cancel. I it. mean the the real issue, man, and I mean this is just how I feel about our country handling of this COVID-19 is all together is, man, as a society, man, we're just too selfish to deal with an epidemic because all we can see is how this is affecting our short-term happiness. Truth. Like, nobody wants to cancel things because it's affecting their short-term happiness. Nobody, Nobody wants to stay in the house for two weeks and practice social distancing because it's affecting our happiness. Like, and we'll think of any reason why we can't you know, make a sacrifice, and it's crazy because we're in a we're in a culture right now that for the last four or five years, everything has been social media. We've talked about how this generation doesn't know how to talk to people face to face, and now we ask them not to talk to people face to face, and people just can't get enough of each other. I mean, you know, there's a very there's a lot of truth in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were talking about before we went on air, and like like I was telling AG, literally yesterday was the first time. I stepped out like I opened the door to my apartment in three days. And I was like, I just had to step outside and I ended up going to get some food, but I just had to step outside because literally I had been in my apartment for three days and I wasn't necessarily going crazy. I was just like, it's a nice day. I need to look outside. I need to step outside. I mean, yes, I have a little, I have a little deck out here, but that's different. You know, I just need to step outside. And I did. And today I stepped outside because it was 80 degrees and it was beautiful. But I really didn't come in contact with like a total of three people, including AG today. Um, So, you know, the social distancing for me, I'm doing what I got to do. It's really, you know, a lot of people who I worry about those who are used to being by themselves. I'm not necessarily used to it. I can do it which I have proven that I can, but it's not, I worry about those who are always by themselves. And that's before we have social distancing. Those are the people I'm truly worried about. You know, I appreciate the fact that a lot of um, people are doing things on Instagram and stuff like that. Like why Clef John did a, a, um, he did like a small concert with his guitar on Instagram. So people could listen and, you know, the the hashtag is alone together. I mean, I think Britney Spears did a fashion show in her house. Not that we care about what she has to dress, but whatever. Somebody um, does. Somebody does, apparently, because they watched it. <laughs> you know, and it's just, I think it's great that 
at least some people are doing the social distancing thing the right way, and they're trying to teach the American, the, the regular rest of the public, how to do it. Yeah, I just think that to what Moby says, I just think people are. You tell me I can't do it, so I'm going to. Like I told you, I want you to, I want you to go talk to that person and shake their hand and squash the beef. Now I ain't doing it. But now you want to go squash the beef when I told you you can't go talk to them. I mean, come on, man. What's wrong with you? Well, that just speaks to human nature. We always talk about that on the show. Human nature is strong, and you can't beat it. It's that simple. People are gonna be people. True. And then, and then the other part about it is, it's like. <sighs> I was hoping we really wouldn't get too deep in this today, but our leadership is the worst social distancing people I've ever seen. Um, Giving away pens with germs on it. Yeah. <laughs> why are we doing? Why are we doing um, news? I mean, what? I mean, why are we doing press conferences and everybody's so close to each other? How about you do that from the Oval Office? And people be in their own offices and somebody can switch from person to person. You know, let's, I need you to be smart about it because when it's all said and done, if you're not doing it, why should anybody else? Well, we're talking about the same guy who's not given, um, I think it's Washington help because the governor in the past has said disparaging things about him. The, yeah, way the, to prove him right. Good job. Well, I mean, the, the, the governor of Washington is like, we need help. He's like, I'm not calling her back. I told Pence not to call him back. I mean, he did, and that's up to him, but I'm not calling her. I'm like, really? This is what we're doing? But you just said last week, super petty. So I'm just saying, it is what it is, man. I mean, this is the leader we have, presumably until November or January, as it were. But we'll find out. But I will say this. I told my wife this today. He is doing a lot for himself by giving away all this money. I don't know if I like it for the long term, but in the short term where people need it, he's he's getting a lot of votes because his approval rating is like Yeah, north he's of, buying back the American public. Well, and when haven't we been able to be bought? Guy's approval rating is north of 50. So when it's been 38 or less for three years. When, so. it's, when it's crazy because this is what he should be doing. Not what he has to do. He, he should be doing this. Right, I get that. But I'm saying to you, a broken clock is right twice a day. He's been right three times, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be him. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I can't find it. Yes. On other news. Uh-oh. Trish Reagan. She was a Fox business anchor. Okay. She ain't there no more. What happened? Well, you know, this is what happens when you ride the Trump train. Wait so she was riding the Trump train and got left at the station. So what man, happened? She got left at the house. So doo, 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 doo. she, um, uh, I guess I should just read this. I hate when I have to read it. Um, Reagan's show was taken off the air earlier this month in a bid to devote more news gathering staff to the coronavirus coverage. Several other programs have been trimmed as well, but Reagan had captured attention for a segment that aired earlier in March suggesting that liberals were overstating the effects of the spread of the coronavirus to discredit President Trump. A graphic that accompanied one segment that aired read, Coronavirus Impeachment Scam. 
So what was the gist of this now? So basically she was saying that what a lot of people were saying and what he was saying, that the Democrats are making a coronavirus worse than it really is. Right. So how did she get fired behind this? Because she had a segment that talked about it. And what? Fox News was like, no idiot, this joint's real. Deuces. <laughs> so wait a minute. They're firing her for something Trump said also. Yeah, they can't fire Trump because he doesn't work for Fox News. But they can fire her. (laughs) Okay. Because she made light of the situation. Everybody everybody on that side of the fence did. Yeah, but, you know, when you have a segment that's aired coronavirus impeachment scam, it's about what you see. But that was the spirit of the whole... Never mind. Hey, man. I just know they featured Endeavor there. Literally. Literally. We thank her for her contributions to the network over the years and wish her continued success in her future endeavors. <laughs> she got fired from WWE, y'all. So she was a sacrificial lamb for something that actually got said. Yep. Because Trump's been lying about this till this moment. Yep. He has not one time come out and said that he said that. When it's clear by video that he said it. Yep. Unbelievable. But she works for Fox Business. It doesn't matter. Well, no, what I'm saying is, I think the issue is, you should be talking about business stuff. Like, this is out of your realm. Leave that to Fox News. But that's brand new, too, because Fox News is Fox News. I understand that. But Fox, how many people from Fox Business here get fired? This is the first one for me. Never mind. I think this is her. She's a sacrificial lamb for him saving face. Oh, probably. Ridiculous. Yeah, but you can't be like, yeah, you know, all the doubt. All the the dials falling because the Democrats are saying that the coronavirus is fake. They literally say something like that every day, just fill in the blank to the cause. On, so on, yeah, on Fox News, right? So what's the difference between now and then? Because guess, it was a coronavirus and people are dying. I guess yeah. I guess Fox Business is like, hey man, we got stones around here. <laughs> you okay. can't be giving us this. Okay, leave all that crap to Fox News because real talk. Fox Business usually just talks about business and stock market and stuff like that. They don't talk about that. That's out. I think that's out. They're saying this out of the realm. I mean, what you okay. should be doing. If that's true, I get it. But you're still Fox and you still, I don't, I guess at the end of the day, I don't feel like that is out of their wheelhouse. So the idea that she got fired and it took so long to fire her smells fishy to me. Yeah. I mean, you know. Because this is something that was like, now, the hoax thing is almost a month old. Yeah. And so I'm like, are you serious right now? Yeah, but you can't. I guess the thing about it was, I I think this is one of those things that I wish he stopped talking about it, like, behind the scenes. He's not going to do that. No, no, no. Her. Oh, She was probably talking about it behind the scenes. Okay. And then it's like, hey, idiot, a lot of people have died by this. You need to stop talking about it. Well, it's a, it's a, you know what? You can roll on those beliefs out of here. <laughs> okay. And I think that's what happened to her. I think. So did she get fired on her day <laughs> No, I think she was working. <laughs> that is funny though. Oh, man. <laughs> Old girl got Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd Gurley did get fired on his day off. That was weak. I was weak on that, yeah. Oh, man. I was like, yo, she got fired. He got fired his day off. Somebody said that too, man. It was like, how you get fired here, day off, dog? He's like, man, I got no idea. Wow. But I mean, anyway. He said he didn't see it coming. I'm like, everybody else saw that coming. How do you not see it coming? Uh, I don't know if I saw it coming. Nah, I saw it coming. He's played like seven games in two years, and he... Actually, I think he posted on his own 
Twitter that he got fired on. His yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's yeah, he he was joking about. He it. did say he didn't see it he coming. Was, he, he knew it was coming. He said he, he didn't see it was coming. coming. Okay, but I mean, I'm with you. I, I can't see how he didn't see it coming. Well, if you put it like that, I understand completely. His price tag was way too much for not playing football for two years, basically. They they t- they paid him a lot of money. They pay his guaranteed money, so yeah. it's like deuces. Yeah, true enough. Um, that knee's not right. I mean, but Atlanta that was right. They paid him six mil. Well, they paid him six mil for one year. Yeah, there's a big difference between right. the, like fifteen million he was getting from you know just saying. But as long as we talking about football, you know who got really really just just got debagged. Who's that? Um. The dude, the running back from the Titans, man, Derrick Henry. Well, see, I have a problem with the way running backs are treated in the NFL anyway. He and he was just a no- tag, right? That's the th- worst thing. And what was it, $10 million? Yeah, it's like death. Well, again, <laughs> they devalue the running back and then turn around and say, the reason why this particular team is losing is because they don't have a running game. Or the reason why this defense isn't, isn't very good is because they can't stop the run. But Running backs apparently don't have value. Can you help me? You know, that's not my issue. You don't know what my issue is? What's your issue? They franchise tagged him, giving him $10 million. They freaking gave a loser from Miami $118 million. Who was this? The quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Tannehill. They gave Tannehill four years with $118 million. Okay, we had this discussion. That dude's terrible. No, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt again, and then he got traded, and then he balled out probably a little better than he did his first three years in Miami, which he wasn't bad. The only difference between the Titans and Miami, as far as I'm concerned, is that running game that apparently doesn't have a lot of value. When you have a running game, you go a whole lot of things you can do because you've got to be honest. The Titans situation is a much better situation than the Dolphins situation was ever going to be. So I and then too, like I always tell you, you have Tannehill, right? And you don't think much of him, but who else there is available? Nobody. He's not 118 million dollars available. He is the going market value. That's what he got. Yeah, he's getting like twenty nine million dollars a year. Okay, well that's that's crazy. The going rate. Dak right, ain't getting that much, and Dak, he got franchise tag too. Dak is about to get. $40 million. The rate for a quarterback, I'm telling you, especially when you feel like you need one and there's not one in the draft or if there is one in the draft, you're not high enough in the draft to get it. That's what drives the price. I'm telling you, man, Tannehill... You work with whatever somebody will pay you, man. There it is. That's, that's pretty much... There it is. You work with somebody will pay you. You, don't, mean, you don't get what you I deserve. Mean, I didn't like the Kirk Cousins deal either, but I mean, you work with somebody will pay yeah, you. Yeah, they pay him somebody another 30 million a year. What? Why is Kirk me getting another sixty million dollars? That's, that's the going rate for a starting quarterback, man. There that's it is. The worst. No, it's not the worst. I mean, think about the and, way we. And I don't have a problem with the devaluing of the running back. I have a problem with the franchise tag. Period. I, I, I don't think I don't think there should be a franchise and a transition tag. I don't think you should be able to do it twice. Well, they got rid of the transition um, tag. In a, in a new CBA, they got rid of the transition tag. So now it's only the franchise well, tag. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I'm I'm cool with the franchise tag one time, but the problem with running backs is, and before it was like you never would draft a running back in the first round. Now it makes sense to draft a running back in the first round because you get the fifth year option. Yep. 
that you can plug in there, which the running back is going to take because he ain't about to give up that money. And now you can franchise tag him for two more years. Now he's in the league seven years, and you can throw him away. And he never got an actual guaranteed big deal. From a business standpoint, that makes sense, but that's not what we're talking about. It makes perfect sense. Like, I have no problem with the organization doing it. I have a problem with the system. The people taking advantage of the system are doing what they got to do. What well, is the owner-driven systems, and it's never going to change. Well, no. I mean, the CBA, the CBA. So, all right. We never really talked about the, them accepting the CBA. And I think the reason why we never talked about it is because it's, to me, it's too in-depth for me to talk about. Um, I know basic stuff like, you know, your your lower players are getting paid more. You know, the you know people are getting paid more on the back end, but a lot of the more expensive players didn't want to do it because they're going to add a 17th game, and then they're going to add another playoff team. So unless you're the number one seed, you don't get a buy in first round. I don't necessarily care about that. To me, I just thought it was weird that. The second team, who was the first loser, got to buy too, but it's what it is. Um, I, that doesn't bother me. The 17th game, honestly, doesn't bother me. I understand what they're saying, how the the um, the body and what it's going through and stuff like that. But f- for some people, the 17th game is about that money. And, you know, I, th- I just thought it was weird that the only people saying no... To it where you're super the players who we are getting paid a lot of money you know and I also thought it was kind of awesome that a couple linemen came out was like yeah I, I like the CBA you know a couple people not a lot of them but a lot of your less, some of your less known players like this is a good CBA we need to accept it because the the CBA from what I understand and both of y'all can quote me if I'm wrong. It did not favor those who get paid a lot of money. You know, it didn't favor your 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 quarterbacks. You mean favor as in getting paid more? Or does, are they losing money? They're not losing money, but they have to play an extra game. And their thing okay. was, like, well, we don't want to subject our body to another game. And my first thought was, you're a quarterback. <laughs> I and I mean, yeah. like, and I understand, but... If Lyman, what if you're a running back? Well, yeah. Like we just talked about your devalue. Now you got a whole other game of car crashes to go through. And, and let's say you're a running back on a bad team. You're on a running back that's been out the playoff hunt since week 12. Now you got another game to play. Well, yeah. see, and that's, and that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't hear any running backs come out and say this was a bad deal. I didn't have any come out and say it was a well, good deal. You know you know why they're not going to come out and say it's a bad deal? Because they still want to get a contract. Yeah. And also, but I had... You, still, you don't, you don't want to be the rebel player coming out and, and being against something because you like the NFL is the easiest league to get blackballed. Yeah, but I did hear some some linemen come out and say offensive line was like, yeah, it's a good deal. We should take it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, real talk, there are like three positions that I was gonna listen to on this. Running backs, offensive line, and defensive line. If they say this is a good deal, then everybody else can just go kiss it. Because to me, they do the most work out of anybody on the field. I get that. I mean, what do you? How do you feel about that, Tico? Is that a fair? Well, let me let me tell you why the offensive linemen say yes to a deal like this. Because if you look around the NFL, you know who has the position that has the most people on the minimum contract. 
it's the linemen. So the linemen are like, yes, our backup and third string guard is going to get 200000 more. So yes, we're cool with it. So of course they're good with it. Now, your upper echelon linemen aren't probably thrilled and enthused to play another game. They're probably like, oh, no, I don't want to. Can you imagine being a Dolphins lineman playing an extra game? <laughs> yeah, but I, but I also <laughs> say this. You know, that extra game could also be used if you're out of the playoffs in week 13. The chance of the chance of and you're a good offensive lineman and there's no way you can make the playoffs. If you feel like you don't want to play, the chance of you not playing in the game 17 is very high. Unless the contract. Tell you why that's also not a good thing, because if you, quote unquote, don't play because you're like, oh, I'm sore. Body, I don't want to buy it. Now you get the label of injury problem. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Now they look at games played versus games you were available. But I guess what I'm saying is some coaches may be like, let me look at these other guys to see if they're worth keeping. And so, you know what? Coaches don't get paid to develop people. Coaches get paid to get another win. So no coach, even that coach outside the playoffs who's 2-13 and 13 right now, they're still trying to win that other game because they don't want to be 2-15. and 15. Yeah. So if you think the coach has some allegiance to these players, that's not the way the system's built, bro. Like they're not. There's no loyalty in this game, man. It's all about my job. But uh, there's no coach out there because the coach has even less job security than the player. But I guess what I'm saying is he's not there trying to get an extra L. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying just to protect your needs. Yeah, I hear you, but I guess what I'm saying is if you have the playoff hunt, your linemen probably aren't that good anyway. <laughs> I mean, you you can say that, but I'm, I'm not saying they're not they're not elite. If you're, if, unless if you're, you're Joe if Thomas, you have the playoff hunt, if you have the playoff hunt, chances are you don't have a good quarterback. Yeah, and if you don't have a good quarterback, it really don't matter how good your line is. That's true. Baker Mayfield, because Cleveland, oh, I think the year Cleveland didn't win a game, they had two offensive linemen in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, Joe Thomas was a beast. I don't know who the other one was, but Joe Thomas was a beast. I think it was their guard. I think he had two linemen in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but Joe Thomas was a beast. It wasn't his fault. And it's not the quarterback was yeah, getting sacked. Joe Thomas would have wanted to play that 17th game? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He played like 16 seasons. So, I don't know. I mean, I just think that. He also retired at like 29 because his body no, was Joe crazy. Thomas retired at like play. 32, man. Joe Thomas has been yeah, in the league like for like 10 after. years. Yeah, he was a Pro Bowler for 10 years. Yeah. See, and realistically, 32. if he'd have played a 17th game every year, he would have cost himself a year of career. And he would have retired when he was 31. I mean, honest. Like, I see what you're saying. But when it's all said and done, as far as I'm concerned, it is really up to them. I mean, I ain't winning. I ain't getting paid. And once again, I, I, me and you have had this argument offline. The players are in a position where they can't win. But if they turn it down, but you heard what was coming out. Because if, because, because if they turn it down and they threaten to go on strike, the strike will last, you know, what, six, seven weeks because players can't afford it. And popular opinion, you know, us, the people who want to watch football, we're going to take the owner's side because we want that damn football. I mean. And we're going to be like, we can't we can't imagine, man, I wish somebody would give me millions of dollars to go play a game because that's the simplistic BS that we tell ourselves because we're always out here counting somebody else's money when we don't realize how much they're putting their body through to get that million dollars. And yeah, it's cool to say, 
I will play this game for a million dollars. But yeah, you don't still want to be able to walk when you're 40. Some of these dudes can't. True. Well, let me ask you. Would you have would you have said yes or no to it? I would have said no. Why? Because if you're going to lecture me about player safety and tell me how much you're trying to make this game safer and then you're going to tell me you want me to play more real football, then I'm going to say, hey, you're, you're fraudulent and you're really just trying to get another regular season game and another playoff game so you can pad your pocket. Don't pretend you care about me. I think what they should have done, and I, and I will agree with that, they took away one preseason game. I would have taken away two preseason games. Well, if you take away two preseason games, they would they would have passed for another regular season. Well, game. I mean, but that's crazy, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think, and that's what's going to happen in the next CBA. The next CBA, they're going to be fighting for that 18th game. You know, say we're going to take another preseason game away. And I think, and, but when it's all said and done, the fault is in the NLPA, NFLPA. You know, I guess everybody's now understanding that. The problem ain't with the NFLPA. The problem is the NFLPA can't win because of public opinion. And football is so popular and so engraved in our Sunday lifestyle that the popular opinion always gives the advantage to the owners. The owners are always in a position of power. So how did basketball win? Because basketball actually has other outlets for people to go. If basketball were to say, if the Basketball Players Association would be like, hey, we're not going to agree to these terms. There's a lot of people that can go make money in other places. Where are these football players going to go to make money? Not Canada. There's nowhere. It's He's right about the that. Bottom tier oh, players. Especially the bottom tier players. Where are they going to go? Nowhere. 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 A bottom team NBA player can go overseas and make six figures. I got a brother that's proof. <laughs> yep. Sure. How's he doing, by the way? People, we back over. His league was like the last Euro league that canceled. Ah. <laughs> so he's back home now? Yep. Cool. Tell him I said what's up. All right. So I guess we're going to go ahead and put a pin in this because, you know, this is where you agree to disagree. And I think we all have different opinions on this. I mean, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, I could care less. I mean, I just think. I mean, at the end of the day, I, don't, I could care less either, but I just real, I just know that these negotiations are fraudulent. I just. In my opinion. My issue with the whole thing was I felt like either. Everybody should have said something or nobody should say anything as far as how they're voting. And I felt like once they came, the the big money people came out and started saying, you should say no. It was almost like a bully tactic to the guys who don't make money to say no. You know, that sort of thing. And I felt that that was wrong. I, I felt like they could have handled that better than that and they didn't. So that's my only like beef with that. I just felt like, I felt like, Dude. Well, I actually agree with you that I feel like no, I think no player should have publicly voiced any of yeah. I think I think all the players should have agreed to just be like, hey, we ain't going to comment on it good, bad, and just whether you agree with it or not, we just ain't going to comment. Yeah. Because that's the only way they can have less. Yeah, and that's the problem. And because they did comment, you, I'm sorry, you force people in a position where you just force people in a position where they had to make a decision and some people came out in public you know some people were forced to be like yes you should accept it even though they were lesser known players but you know one guy did it because he was like I felt like there should have been a voice out there that said yeah it's okay to accept it you know but when it's all said and done if they're not a united front and that's what that's what doomed them and until they get to a point and it's very difficult in the NFL apparently 
to become a united front. I mean, they never will. Yeah, and that's why they always fail. Because in basketball... And the NBA doesn't have to be a united front either because the NBA, you just need your star on board. Yeah, but usually if you get your... Because if LeBron, if LeBron Chris Paul, and Carmelo get together and say something, that's what it is. Yeah. And in football, you don't, they thought they had that, but they really don't. But also, it could have been just the messengers. Some of the messengers, like J.J. Watt, you think will be a good messenger? Apparently, he is not. So, eh. You know, what are you going to do? But we're going to shift from NFL and sports and stuff to go to something a little bit more personal. So, everybody is kind of stuck in the house doing things. And so, what I want to do, I want us to talk about... Um, if you had 10 favorite shows that you're binge watching or you watch on a regular basis or that sort of thing, just to give um, the people out there something to maybe listen to, I mean, to watch, because there are a couple of things like on my list that um, I'm a fan of. You may, Some people may not like it, but some people may be like, you know, I should try that. So what we'll do, we'll go around the room and we'll give two at the beginning. And then we'll just keep going around the room until we're done with our list. Now, with I said 10. I don't have 10. I don't think AG has 10. You got 10, Moby? Man, you know I ain't got 10. <laughs> <laughs> and the chances are some of ours will probably be the same anyway. So I'll go ahead and start. So uh, season two is about to come out sometime this summer. I think that's what they said. Um... But the Amazon, the Amazon original, The Boys, ten episodes of awesome. I keep hearing the same thing. I need to get it because right now I have Amazon Prime because Yo. of Jack Ryan. Five yeah. minutes, man. First five minutes. If yep, you in first five yeah. minutes, I have to co-sign on. Yeah, that. after the first five minutes, you stuck. You watching it because you're trying to figure out why what just happened Correct. and why. In the first five minutes, you you the interview yeah. out because my wife was out within the first. <laughs> wow. Five was, okay. I was all in. Okay. Oh, I went all in. First five minutes, I was like, I'm, I'm it. This is it. Like, literally, I think one night I went to, I had to get up at eight. I went to bed at like three because I couldn't stop watching it. And, but I know I had to go to bed. It's like that? Yo. Okay. Like I'm, I said, yo, like I'm watching Jack Ryan right now. So I have Amazon Prime. I heard for Jack time. Ryan's good. It's dope. I'm in season I to, two. It's I have dope. to cop that. But yeah, man, the boys are definitely, you know, if you got Amazon. Now, I will say this. There's some profanity. There's some blood. There's some violence. A little bit of sexual stuff. It's not, it's not, it's not a kid superhero It's definitely show. not a kid superhero show. No. Like, children under 17 shouldn't watch it. If you don't like gore, don't watch it. If you like... Um, it's good storytelling. I think storytelling story is excellent. Okay. Um, now, with that being said, the funny thing is, I, I, we were talking off the air, AG, that... I watched Shaft today. Oh, yeah. 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 The dude who plays his son in Shaft is in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's awesome. And he kills his role. His hey, role oh, is good. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I can't, I can't wait till season two comes out. It's coming out this summer. Fall. I think it's oh, like. Oh, because I was thinking season two was already available. No. So it's just the first season oh, right now. God. Yeah. It's, but, man. Okay. Yo, I'm going to check it out. I'm like, going to check it out. Like. If if Boo Love can stand, you ain't gonna just watch no. one episode, man. You're not just gonna watch one. Well, I know I can probably stand it, but Boo Loving, uh, nah. I don't know, man. Five minutes. 
You give it. That's we, the test. That's the test. If she can get past five minutes, she's in. Based on what my coworkers have told me, she can't handle it. Because <laughs> my coworkers, hey, my wife I, was out, man. She out, out. She started watching with me, and then she was like, "Nope, can't do this." Exactly. Every periodically, she would come in and be like, "What's going on?" And I'd be like, "Hey," and then something else would happen. She'd be like, "Yeah, I'm out." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because it was a good story. She wanted to hear the story. She wanted to see the story. She just didn't want, you know, they graphic with yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. They, man. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. They did some stuff that you never thought would ever be done. <laughs> I That's was saying weak. a lot. That's saying a lot. I was weak with okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think it was like episode one, episode three, episode five, weak. And then when you get to episode eight, nine, and 10, make sure you carve out enough time because you're not going to want to stop watching it. So that's going to catch me for the next Isn't three hours. Is it 10 episodes, Tika? I mean, yeah, it's 10. 10, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 10. I think it so is 10. when you get to episode eight, go ahead, carve out three hours of your day. Because I'm not going to want to stop. Wait, sir. <laughs> I watched the whole season in two days. I watched it in about three or four. I had to space mine. Okay. But one through seven, whatever. Eight, nine, ten, you must watch together. I must. You're not going to help it. You can't help it. Yeah, it's pretty much a movie. It's pretty yeah. much a movie at the end. They've done all the background yeah. for you, and then it's just a movie. Episode wow. eight is when it gets when it when it gets going, okay. and like you want to, it goes off. You want to put it down, but you can't. <laughs> I can't. You gonna move to number nine? Wow. Okay. And then number nine come, you can't. Can't do it. Gonna move to ten, and then you gonna be like, you left me on this. <laughs> That's how I was at the end of episode 10. Moby, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much like that. In one of my other shows, I'm going to say, I was pretty much like that on in the last episode, too. Like, dang, how you going to leave me like this? Wow. Okay. Yo, I'll check it out. It's dope. I'll check it out. Um, my next one is a fan favorite. And I respect this. I respect this dude because it took a long time for him to get to this point. Okay. Wild and out. It's funny. It's always been funny. Yeah, but you know, like, if you watch, like, the first, like, six seasons compared to what's coming on now, you could tell it was a testing ground. It's, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I never good. felt that way. I haven't I'm seen it in years. It, yeah. Nah, man. What's coming on now blows this first six, seven seasons out of the water. What's the difference? I mean, so, honestly, a lot of it is a lot of the people have matured through the show. Okay. Not like mature, that's why I get better stuff, but not like I get older. But like Chico Bean, Anthony Chico Bean, in the early episodes, he was he was whatever. Now it's turned up to a thousand. Okay. And then he's brought on some new people. Okay. That's changed the energy a little bit to the positive. And I mean it's and then the games that they've come up with now okay. are so involving. In my opinion, I'm gonna have to check this out. I haven't seen it in. I mean, I watched an episode or two in the first season. I haven't seen it since. Oh then. God, man, if, man, you gonna be like this is the first, if you watch the like literally, I watched they showed an episode, they showed season six episode the other day. I was like, this is terrible. Like the lighting's terrible. You can tell that MTV two didn't give them no money. Okay, and then as when as VH1 as you- took over, they gave them some money. Okay, because I was going to ask you if it was still on MTV or not. Uh, I was on VH1. They play a thing like four times a week. Really? Yeah, they, it comes on a new episode on Sundays, a new episode on Tuesdays, and they play like 10 hours straight 
Okay. Like literally on Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, they play Wild well Night all day. Just over and night. over again. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, but it's good. It's good stuff. Nick Cannon has definitely grown in his role of being joked on okay. and being able to take it. Okay. He's. I mean, they look, man. They had. But I thought you could respond too. You can't. Well, he, he can. Okay. But I mean, when they drop a Mariah joke, man, you can only do See, so that's, much. Oh, they go there. Oh, they do shit go there. Ouch. Yo. Ouch. Like he's got an obscene amount of humility in that show, yeah. man. That's why I respect him so much. Yeah. He he be taking it. No well, I would think that's crossing the line, ain't it? I mean, he, everything's up for grabs. Okay, and that's. What, I mean, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it was discussed beforehand, though, because you know they all tight. Yeah, I mean, he's probably just like, he's like, look, man, do what you gotta do, as long as it's funny. If not, I'm gonna come back. You know, and he he comes back to them, like he flashes back. So it's not like it's a situation in which, um, you know, he just cowers up. But there's sometimes it's hilarious. Okay. And then it's sometimes it's womp. But it's more hilarious than womp. Okay. And honestly, I never thought I'd ever say this. But I don't know who DC Young Fly was before that show. Okay. I guess he did Vines or whatever. Okay. Or YouTube stuff. That dude's funny. Okay. That dude's real funny. I'll check it out. I'll and check I mean, it out. You know, and then, you know, there just, there are some episodes, like, I have like, 20 on my DVR because sometimes I, I can't watch it when it comes on but there's some episodes I have up there because they're the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> and if I want to laugh I will go back to it and just die like there's a one of his games like the family reunion okay yeah. this dude took off this person this dude's wig yo <laughs> this guy had a wig he had a he had like a a high top fro. Okay. It was a wig, dog. Wow. Jokes for days. Yo. He was like, <laughs> he was like, something about Atlanta and the entertainment capital. And he's like, I don't know dudes out here were doing wigs. And he yanked that joint off, yo. Weak. <laughs> <laughs> like, they panned the crowd. And, like, the one thing I knew is there was this white dude in the front row, and he just put his hand in his face, man. Wow. He was just like, oh. It it, it was the worst. It was so funny. Okay. So funny. Okay. I'll check it out. So, what do you got? I got two. What's your two, AG, so far? Well, my first one is one uh, my wife turned me on to because she wanted to watch it. And I was like, eh, I'm not really sure about this, but, you know, we'll go and do it anyway. <laughs> and this show is called, it's a CBS show. If you don't have CBS All Access or you're not home to watch it, it's hard to see. But it's called Evil. I've heard about that. Man, these people going around. Luke Cage doing, is in that. Yeah, they doing exorcism. Look, it's not, if your spirit is not just so, you don't need to see it. Oh, word? Man, dude, it's deep, man. Wasn't it on TV at one time and oh, then it's they turned off? No. It's, oh, well, it's it just had on? the one season. It just oh, had the one season. And it came on like at 10. It came on late. I don't know when it came on because I have CBS All okay. Access, so I watched it whenever. But I'm just saying, they would do, I mean, the way, I have never seen an exorcism done on TV to movie level. Ooh. And then they took it to the next level. Ooh. It's hardcore, man. 
Nah, I don't want to see that. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. It's not for everybody. Nah, I don't do that. I don't man. do horror and stuff like that. Yeah, no. exactly. We were talking about that off air, and I'm nah. telling you, man, that show. But it's very good. It's very good. Um, and my next one is more CBS All Access. This show called Bob Hart's Abishola. There. You remember? You remember? Um, what was this show? Oh my goodness! What was that show? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike and I, Molly. Wait, you remember I, Mike and Molly? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of that show. That's when the dude, the Mike, the Mike character. I guess yeah. he's a different character in this. Yeah. But he falls in love with his maid or something. Next. No, door. he falls. He falls in love with. He has a he has a mild heart attack. Yeah. And he falls in love with his nurse. Oh, okay. But she's like a 5'10", 5'11", African woman. Oh. Like, for real. And But he loved him from her. So it kind of goes on that. Cultural differences, male-female. And she don't like him that, like that. She does. Oh. But she has her own issues. She's a mean girl, actually. It's oh. hard for me to watch because she's so mean. Oh. But anyway, he it's a good show. It's funny. It's okay. funny. Interesting. What you got, Mo? Um, all right, man. I went on a, a Netflix binge this guy. for this show like about a week ago, and it hurt my heart because I was towards the end of it. And then I got the alert on my phone that they canceled season two because of the COVID nineteen and where they had to film everything. But it's a it's a show that came out on Netflix called Messiah. Messiah. I don't have. Why does that so sound awesome. familiar? Who's in that? Because they advertise. I can't even. Uh, these actors' names are never my strong suit. But basically, the premise is, like, in the trailer they'll watch, it be like, will he convert you? And then it takes the V-E-R-T and says, con you. Basically, it's a dude that rises in Middle East America during the middle of a war. It's, it's modern day. And he gets a following, and they call him Al Messiah. And basically, the whole premise of the 10 episodes is, you're bouncing around trying to realize is this guy really like the prophet return or is he really just a con artist? In every episode, it's like you get both sides of what could be. And man, the, the way the show ended just hurt my heart that season two is canceled. Because well, damn it. What? I forgot to say happy Easter. I completely forgot it was Easter. Literally, the whole day, I completely forgot it was Easter. <laughs> well, the good news is um, you drop this on Wednesday or sometimes yeah. almost Thursday, so it won't technically be Easter, so who will care? The vapors. 